Count Rocks. Three, Count Rocks. Three, Count Rocks. Welcome to the Three Count Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. Take you through all the latest happenings in the world of professional wrestling. We're going to preview the upcoming WWE pay-per-view Extreme Rules. I put that in uh, quotation marks for a reason. And, and definitely don't miss later in the show, we're going to be drafting teams filled with the most hardcore of wrestlers in an ultimate Extreme Rules fantasy match. I'm your host, Dylan Chambers, and it wouldn't be the Three Count Podcast without my color commentator, Ben Hobden. How are you going, Benny? G'day, Dylan. What's going on, buddy? Just uh, still enjoying lockdown life. Just needed, I needed hairdressers to open, to be honest, Ben. Mate, I'm wearing the hat today for two reasons. One, for the hair, and two, there's been a lot of wrestling going on in New York at the moment. So I thought is I'd true. give it some props and just uh, give a little shout out. That is true. But hopefully we'll be out soon and we can get into a real studio and uh, do this face-to-face for real. Fingers crossed. Now, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, I apologize uh, to start with, but also uh, <laughs> make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, hit that follow button for us. Now, time to get in the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. What do you got for me, Benny? Mate, to start off, as you've started the show well, but new champ, Big E. Don't you dare be sour. Big E, yeah. Good yeah. to see you. Swapping, swapping brands now over to Raw to reunite with the New Day. Back with his boys, so it's good to see. Um, I thought, yeah, it's good to see him with the title. I, I wasn't real happy with the way it sort of went down and stuff like that, but, I mean, he had to get it somehow. I thought it was a pretty soft loss to Lashley the way he lost it. But uh, it, it kind of, I mean, from what I heard that they, they rushed it to yeah. try and compete with what AEW is doing because they were, they were losing ground uh, on, in ratings, so... Yeah, well, speaking of ratings, I literally just brought it up here before. Over the last five weeks, they've lost massive viewerships. But it doesn't look too bad, but just going, so they 2 million down to 1.9, down to 1.8, down to 1.67 million views over the last five weeks. So Raw's ratings are really sort of taking a hit. Uh, this It's just too long. We keep, we keep saying it. I think it's yeah. just too long. And the the um, product seems to be suffering at the moment, you know, and... Yeah, this draft that's coming up, I believe it's uh, next week. Um, it just couldn't come soon enough. Everything yeah. just seems so stale. I mean, SmackDown's by far the better show. Like, it's not even close. Yeah, not even close. Uh, so, so hopefully, you know, a bit of a superstar mix-up will make things a little bit better. Uh, well, we don't know who's going to go where, though. That's the thing. I guess we don't really have to go into it too deep. But, I mean, who does SmackDown really want to take from Raw? Like, I think there's talk that Drew might go over. Um, well, Drew has to go over, right? Well, actually, well, I guess Lashley's not the champion anymore, is he? So true, but like, he's just sort of floundering. Like he's not even on the card anywhere, and coming up on Extreme Rules, which we'll talk about later. But it's just nothing for him at the moment. Yeah. Um, what else we got? We've we've had the uh, the dreaded episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring, the uh, yes. flight from hell. Now, it's quite a bit come out of that. Uh, Ric Flair in quite a bit of trouble as as we can tell and understandably so if it's all true that's what's happened uh, he's lost quite a few endorsement deals and been taken off everything that's known to man um and then tommy dreamer was suspended as well for his comments protecting flair as well yeah i guess um not good not good yeah so dreamer's been uh, suspended from impact and taken off any uh busted open radio shows that he does so yeah he's yeah. he's taken a bit of a hiding and it was pretty it's pretty yeah. bad. It, it's yeah. pretty bad. I mean, you can't um, you can't victim shame people. No, exactly right. Uh, one of the other things that came out from uh, Jonathan Coachman came out and said Vince wasn't on the flight, but 
nothing on dark side said Vince was on the flight, but except for um, Jay, Jay, didn't JR say that Vince told him to go back? Yeah, that's what I thought so as well. But it just sort of, I think it might have been an editing thing because yeah. I think a lot of people as well are confusing the flight from hell that one with the other flight when Vince was wrestling with Kurt Angle and Undertaker woke up and tried to tackle Kurt. And I think that's where a lot of people get like the misconceptions of which flight was that, but that was obviously the worst, worst one where they were stuck on the tarmac for seven hours and all got blind. And what a nightmare. Three, you was it three, three drinks carts they went through? Yeah, probably. They, yeah, they had to get another set delivered onto the plane on the tarmac. Like ridiculous craziness. Absolutely ridiculous. But you know, it was a, it was an interesting episode and uh, apparently it's not going to get any better for flair with, uh, Next, Next week, week's yeah. episode on on Chris Canyon uh, apparently he has some not very nice things to say about Canyon. So, yeah, it could be in a bit of trouble. Who, and who better than Canyon? Who better than Canyon? Um, yeah, well, you can't imagine uh, Vince will be taking the the name Flair off Charlotte. There won't be any use of that anywhere on Raw at the moment. Well, apparently they took uh, they took Flair out of the opener. I did. Yeah, I did. And replaced that. him I, with, I uh, with Warrior. So, well, I don't know if he's a starring <laughs> person. You should be replacing him with. <laughs> Well, he can't do, he can't say anything bad anymore. So, yeah. What else have we got? Um, we can sort of go from one thing to another. Uh, Christian Cage versus Josh Alexander for the Impact title on Bound for Glory coming up. Yeah, yeah, that'll uh, be an interesting one. Just, I don't, I think it'll. Uh, do they take the title away from Cage now and sort of so he can focus on AEW, or do they let him keep it and then he can sort of work both shows? And- I mean, he's all, he's kind of. He went from that title picture in AEW to now, you know, he's wrestling in that trios match, and it's still a pretty, pretty big match uh, at the next round. Big page. names, yeah. But um, but I don't know. I mean, I I feel like he doesn't wrestle for Impact. Uh, yeah. He's not on their roster, and if if they want to push Josh Alexander, then you know, having him get a, a clean win or even a schmozzy win over Christian to win the title is is going to put him over at Impact. So. Yeah, well, I guess somebody like Cole could come out and cost you if they want to do a bit of a crossover and then that way. And, and Christian hasn't been, I mean, he's basically only done run-ins, but he hasn't had the title with him at AEW yeah. either. Well, except for, yeah, he, he wore it out when he versed Omega. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. That's the last time we've seen it, so. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I noticed is they've obviously announced Reigns versus Balor for Extreme Rules, which we'll talk about later. But we've already got Reigns versus Brock at Crown Jewel announced. Sort yeah, of defeats purpose, doesn't it? It's one of those ones where, okay, well, we know where this is going to go for Extreme Rules now. They're not taking the belt off off Reigns, you know, if he's got that match at Crown Jewel with Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, they keep trying to trying to pull one over on us, you know, saying, well, you know, or maybe he'll be taking on Finn Balor for the championship at Crown yeah, Jewel. But we all know how that will that'll go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh yeah, so they've announced that for Crown Jewel. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. Crown Jewel will be interesting. We I read somewhere that Crown Jewel will make WWE more money from Crown Jewel than what AEW's all of their uh, TV right deals is. Isn't that ridiculous? So Vince, Vince is laughing. Like, he doesn't care about AEW really when he's making that kind of money. You know what I but mean? It seems like he doesn't care about WWE television really, you know? Well, but that's what I mean. It's ruining the product because he's just, it's like he's all about the Benjamins at the moment. It's just, so, it's just that cash cow in Saudi Arabia they go once or twice a year, they make their yeah. wad for the year and everything else is kind of, you know, to the side. So yeah. Well, yeah. I'll be interested to see what, you know, who else they bring out for crown jewel. I mean, surely they'll bring well, Goldberg back. Goldberg in. back. It'll be Goldberg and Lashley, you would think. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, whether they take Undertaker again or anybody like that, Triple H come back from his health, maybe he'll always be on the tour. But, I mean, I don't think he'll wrestle again. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully they bring some bring someone back or someone. do something different, you know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really I'm, – I'm over WWE right now. I shouldn't say yeah. that on a, on a WWE pay-per-view preview, but – Nah, but look, it's, it's probably good for us to sort of – I guess the push from AEW at the moment is – He's so good that that's why we're sort of we're a little bit marky towards AEW, which is fine. But hopefully, WWE does something that just makes us turn around and go, "Oh, wow, shit, okay, yeah, let's go back to that." You know what I mean? And look, to be to be honest, the uh, yeah, Big E winning the title and then having the kind of uh, you know three man match, uh, sorry, six man match on Raw um, between the Usos and and Reigns and the New Day and the Bloodline. uh, I mean, that was great. That was really good. Lashley but the main event destroyed everyone. The main event was good as well, and the main the, event was great. You know, triple threat as well. More of that, more of that. So they can mix up that SmackDown talent into the Raw roster. Could make for some very interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the SmackDown talent, your boy Seth Rollins. I know you were pretty happy with his uh, his drip this week. I, I texted you about his suit. It's probably one of the best he's had. He has some great ones, but what's that? What's that song? Shiny suit, man. That was the first thing that popped into my head. But the Tin Man, he's surely. Where's Dorothy? Like, yeah, he's come got, on. Well, he's looking for a heart after that promo he dropped on Edge. So true. And what was with Becky Lynch? She looked like a Spice Girl. Like that was going, interesting. Are they I, Halloween I, already? Or and I saw they trademarked Big Time Bex. So that's yeah. obviously what they're going to go with from now on. And she's just going to look as ridiculous as Seth Rollins. Like, I can't wait for the next red carpet event, which they're both at. Match made in heaven. <laughs> um, my boy, The Miz is on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he not, learned, that we, not that we watch it over here, but it's pretty funny. He learned wrestling moves. So surely dance moves shouldn't be too hard for him. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what else is going on? We had, uh, uh, we had uh, Aussie Rhea Ripley and, and Nikki ASH uh, win the women's Raw Women's Tag Team Championships. And that was just a, uh, they, they dedicated the match to Connor's Cure and all the kids out there. So there was no way they were going to lose that match. I've noticed there's quite a push behind Connor's Cure at the moment. And obviously with Nikki ASH as a superhero, that's always going to happen. So yeah. it's a bit frustrating. But I mean, the women's tag team titles at the moment is just sort of, just an excuse to get more women on the card, I think. It's yeah. I mean, of... to, to be honest, it's better on them than uh, on Tamina and um, and uh, Natalia. And Natalia. Anyway, yeah. you know, shows how interested I am in Natalia. I can't even remember <laughs> her name. Um, oh, Good old Natty. But, yeah, they, they need to do something different with those tag team belts. And if there's, you know, more women, you know, changing brands and maybe we get uh, Shotzi over there. and Well, yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, so maybe we'll see something interesting go there. It's all, it's all going to come down to what they do with the draft to try and make this product better. Well, the draft as well, well, I think it's going to shake it up. But is it going to give new contracts to these other people that are their contracts are coming up? So we've heard Kevin Owens' contract obviously coming up. So there's talk that if Kevin Owens leaves, Sami Zayn won't be far behind him. Well, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn still is until mid next year, I think. But yeah, but still, I mean, they're, mean anything. they're both, you know, Known for their indie wrestling, yeah. Um, can you can you imagine if they brought KO over to AEW, then six months later they bring in Sami Zayn? Yeah, like it'd be a good angle because you'd forget about the fact that he's like they, they, what they've had in the past and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sami Zayn did put out a weird tweet. Did you see it? He put out a tweet of him in a mask from one of his old uh, gimmicks, and he just Generico. wrote Generico. Yeah, Generico, and he just broke 
cryptic tweet about me. That was his, like, that was what he was saying, just to put everybody off, just to annoy them. But do AEW need it? Is there too much talent going to the AEW? I, I, I mean, think with so. the short shows, it's going to be too much. I think one, you know, Kevin Owens would be great, but I think any more than that, yeah, you might be stretchy. And I mean, speaking of Bray Wyatt's been throwing out some, some weird tweets and you know, there's some Henry rumors Roche, about maybe Rochester this week. Brody so Lee's hometown. Brody Lee's hometown. So surely if he's any time that's going to happen, it'll be now. The, the dark order is falling apart at the moment. Bring maybe back they'll together. do something like that. Uh, so he tweeted some cryptic stuff out, just replying to people's tweets saying, uh, everything will be clear. I'll see you all very soon. Revenge is a confession of pain. And then another one saying, you've never seen the real me. So wow. take from that what you will, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, got AEW announced the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to uh, work alongside the Owen Hart Foundation, which was set up by Martha, and and do an Owen Hart Cup, which yeah. should be pretty cool. You know, it's about time we heard Owen's name thrown around in the wrestling circles again. And apparently he's also going to be in the new AEW game as well. So they've got all the rights to Owen Hart. So wow, that'll be interesting. Yeah, well, that in there. that's going to that's gonna pump up sales for that AEW game. Definitely. And then what else? Anything else you've got, mate? I've got, I mean, uh, so Renee Paquette, a.k.a. Renee Young, uh, her non-competes now over. Yeah. So she was working, doing some few things for Bloodsport, um, but she has mentioned she's not adverse to working for AEW. So, you know, we all know her husband works there. So maybe there's there's something going on there. Definitely uh, prefer to look at her backstage and a couple of the guys they've got working <laughs> around backstage there. It's sort of, it's a bit weird with the commentary. Yeah, and, and plus, you know, Shivani, Shivani running from the the broadcast desk to backstage yeah. to you know do his in. I mean, I know he's always got to be the one interviewing Britt Baker, but uh, it'll be interesting to see another face if they do get her. Uh, I did see that uh, Brian Danielson did a letter in the Players Tribune, um, just thanking WWE and thanking Vince McMahon, which is a pretty classy thing from him. Um, he's a classy dude, so it's kind of not surprising. Speaking of stars that got released and stuff as well, uh, Bronson Reed came out and spoke about how Shawn Michaels messaged him after the release. He said, uh, the text apparently said, you have to show them that it was a mistake. Keep working. It was not something we saw coming. So that's a pretty good Bruce for, for another Aussie Bronson. Uh, obviously, we weren't happy about him going and we thought he had a bit of a good career ahead of him. But to show that somebody like HBK was supporting him and stuff like that and had no idea about it, there's yeah. sort of something going on there. Yeah, interesting. I mean, and, you know, speaking of NXT, we had the big relaunch uh, with all yes. the new colors and the new ring. And, um, you know, it's pretty interesting. We had uh, Champa win, win Goldie back, win the, the title back. We had, had a big, yeah, we had a wedding. We had a big push for Bron Breaker, yes. aka uh, Rick Steiner's son. Don't, you're not uh, allowed to mention that. We're, we're not, not allowed, allowed to mention, mention that. It. Even though they did say the dog face gremlin on the, on just not allowed to say Rick Steiner in commentary. Um, and he, they had put him over on, on LA Knight, who was going to be uh, in the match later in the night for the championship. So that well, was then, a pretty. And then this week he had another. He was teamed up with Champer, and they had a big he, win. He tagged so. with Champer. I mean, they're they're alluding to that this match between him and Champer is going to happen at some point because he's eyeing off the gold. So you know, I mean, straight, he looks good though. I was just going to say straight to the top, and he looks good. He looks real good. Still also, a bit green, but. They, they've been pushing Von Wagner, who's the son of uh, Bo Beverly, who we talked about in our yes. in our retro recap for SummerSlam 92. So he's getting a bit of a push too. Um, and as we mentioned, HBK, he's running the show backstage NXT with 
Triple H recovering from his surgery. Um, but yes, uh, Aussies in NXT. So you mentioned Bronson Ray, but a few Aussies getting a bit of a pit, a bit of a push. Uh, in the latest episode, Daniel Vito, aka yeah. Zion Quinn, he got a little promo of just beating up some dude who wasn't uh, going to let women walk first into a doorway. Needs <laughs> a better name, that's for sure. Zion Quinn, yeah, I don't know. Daniel Vito's a better name. Daniel Vito's a great name. So, the dog. We'll, we'll see. But he's looking good and he's getting some airtime, so that's good. And uh, but, uh, the little Aussie scrapper, Grayson Waller, challenged Roderick Strong for uh, the Cruiserweight Championship Cruiser, next yeah. week. That'll be good. So we've got some Aussies in there giving it a go in NXT. Um, yeah, it's good to say. The, um, the, other, the other thing I've got of note is uh, Paige hinting at a return to the ring. Did you um, see that they re- they uh, confused her with Diamond Dallas Page the other day? Oh, did they? So, yeah, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't WWE. It was, uh, it was a news report or somebody, and they put out a tweet, and it was like Diamond Dallas Page possibly returning to the ring, but it was talking about Paige. So then Paige <laughs> put out a tweet of... Diamond Dallas Page doing the diamond cutter, but her face. No, it was it was her with the title and Diamond Dallas's page face <laughs> over her face. So that was pretty funny. Well, speaking of Bronson Reed, before he he did come out and say too that WWE asked him to cover up his page tattoo. Page is the name of his wife because wow. people because people might get it confused with WWE's page. There you go. Uh, WWE, they do also it on women's titles. Uh, AEW talking of secondary women's title getting introduced ah. soon. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, obviously, sort of like a well, TNT yeah. title or like a TNT women's title, like your IC style title. Yeah, yeah. But that, I think WWE's missed something like that for a while as well. They introduced the women's tag titles, but you've got one title for each woman on the main card. Why not create that secondary to build up? It's, it's always been there. They're probably probably better off getting rid of the tag titles and just having that secondary one. It means you're not taking up too many women with. You know, I mean, you got to have four women to be competing in you know, a feud for the tag titles. You know, free people up to kind of do their own thing and not have to jam tag teams together. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's always what it is as well. They're always just thrown together. They never yeah. actually exactly. Burn, burn. Except, except the the interesting thing with this, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax now going at each other, and is Shayna getting a push? Yeah, maybe, possibly. Well, we'll see what comes out of it, I guess. Yeah, I, I really hope so. She's she's eaten a lot of pins, so yeah, she's fingers due. crossed. Uh, the only other news I had is uh, December 12, so December 13 over here, uh, it's rumoured that the pay-per-view for WWE will be TLC. So hopefully we do see a TLC match at TLC. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll get more on that later. Yeah. So before we get into Extreme Rules, let's jump quickly into... Uh, a huge event today, which is Dynamite Grand Slam. Yeah. Um, at Arthur Ashe, Arthur Ashe Arena, which looked brilliant for pro wrestling. You know, the, it really looks good. The style of seating made for tennis, you know, works perfectly for wrestling. It's kind of viewing it about the same dimensions. Um, they had the ramp with a video display, which looked pretty cool. Um, it, it was a it was a really well done event. Uh, kicked off with Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, which was just an a, a great match. A, 30, 30 minute Broadway as well, which is a, a really great match. You know, finished off the in a draw. The the yeah. time it ran out. Um, bit of a brawl between the Super Click and Christian and Jurassic Express after it, but it was a really great match. And we saw uh, MJF defeat Brian Pillman Jr., which was kind of not surprising. Uh, Malachi Black defeated Cody Rhodes by spitting some mist in his eyes. Just, a, just, 
just on that match, there was a bit of a smosh fest in there. Did you, you know what I'm going to say with the whole arm situation? Arm trying to get around the corner of the ring. It was telegraphed that what he was trying to do because he got up on the ring apron way too early. Then he tried, he was in the wrong spot. So he tries to go around the ring and his fat gut got in the way. Not that I can talk. Hey, lockdown pounds, but he couldn't get around and he fell off. And it just was, oh, the crowd was giving it to him. I was. I was, was a, myself watching that was that. a huge botch. Just watching him trying to get around that turnbuckle. It looks so bad. It, it look it didn't look great. No. It didn't look great. But I mean, apart from that, it was a pretty decent match. It was a good match, yeah. Um, then we had uh FTR come to the ring in kind of NWO looking gear. A bit more cosplay. Uh, to to take on Sting and Darby Allen. Sting won with the Scorpion Deathlock as Darby hit a coffin drop on the apron, which looked pretty cool. Uh we then that saw great, them, that was a pretty good match as well. Like it, it was. 62 years old. Like FTR, I, I think a lot goes to FTR for that because they made him like they, the way they worked with him and stuff like that. Like he looked like he was 40 again. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's credit to them as well. Absolutely. They're a great team. Yeah. They're a great team. And then we uh, had the main event. We had uh Ruby Soho and Britt Baker with the the lead-up promo to this was pretty cool, you know. Ruby you know, a Brit taking shots at Ruby being fired and spending all the time in catering and, you know, Ruby taking shots at Brit saying that, you know, she was just some chick who's, you know, banging some dude in the back. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, but Brit ended up winning with a locked jaw. Uh, but the crowd was really into it. You know, there was, you know, let's go Ruby, let's go Brit chance. You know, yeah. it was, it was cool. Uh, the, yeah. The right woman won definitely. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, I thought it, it was the match had a few little spots where I was like, oh, that was a bit eh, if you know what I mean. Like, sort of, I think Ruby still had a bit of ring rust. Yeah, it, but, it wasn't um, the greatest match, but the crowd would definitely the crowd, the crowd really pushed it across the line. Yeah, good, good way to finish it as well. It was, and we've got a, another great uh rampage goes for two hours this week with yeah. uh, plenty of fun stuff. We've got Powerhouse Hobbs against Sam Punk, Kingston and Moxley against Suzuki Gun. Lucha Bros and Santana and Ortiz against the Hardy family office, probably the worst stable in pro wrestling at the moment. <laughs> uh, Anna Jay, Penelope Ford, and Super Click and, uh, against Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. And then uh, Man of the Year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page against Jericho and Hagar. So a stacked card for, that card, yeah. for Rampage Grand Slam. If JR said set your DVR for the second hour one more time today, though, I was going to click it. Like he just <laughs> did not. Don't forget to set your DVR for the second hour. That's all he kept saying. Uh, and that's all I've got, Benny. You got anything else for me? No, that sounds about a lot, mate. There was quite a bit there that we had to wrap up for the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, then we just... Luckily, it won't take us long to get through this uh, Extreme Rules preview. Extreme Rules will be quick. There's not much going on on there. So, well, let's jump straight into it. Uh, we'll talk a bit of history. You know, it started out as. ECW reunion show called ECW One Night Stand, which debuted in 2005, which would feature ECW alumni in hardcore matches. First event was uh, organized by, as we mentioned before, not so hot right now, Tommy Dreamer. He's in charge of getting the ECW alumni to participate. Took place at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, was headlined by the Dudley Boys against Dreamer and the Sandman. Also featured the likes of Jericho, Mysterio, Sabu, Rhino, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Now, while the 2005 event was ECW only, they expanded in 2006 to have a mix of WWE and ECW talent, with the main event being RVD defeating John Cena for the WWE Championship, uh, where where the the famous 
uh, poster in the stands of if Cena wins, we riot, we riot yeah. which was uh, probably would have happened. But thanks to an assist from Paul Heyman, RVD wins that. In 2007, WWE dropped the ECW part of the name. And then in 2009, they renamed the event to Extreme Rules. So under the new event name, uh, which happened in New Orleans in 2009, the main event was Jeff Hardy defeating Edge in a ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship, only to have his celebration cut short when this guy, CM Punk, cashed his money in the bank contract in on him. This year's edition, which is being held in Columbus, Ohio, will be the 13th event under the Extreme Rules name. Now, who do you think has the best record at Extreme Rules, Benny? Uh, put you on the spot. Yeah, wouldn't have a clue. Um, Edge. John Cena has the best record oh, at 5-1-1, one, and one, closely followed by Roman Reigns at 5-2. and two. Now, this is a tough one. Who do you think has the worst record at Extreme Rules? Not your boy on your shirt. No, he wouldn't have had too many. Uh, RVD? It's actually one of your boys, Triple H. Yeah, okay. Triple H and Matt Hardy both are 0-3. You just, love, you just love shitting on Triple H. You find stats to put shit on it. That's all right. I like it. Don't worry. I'll get now, some back. The most matches at Extreme Rules at eight, there's two people tied. Do you want to have a crack at them? Uh, Jericho. Well, we'll, we'll Cena, what was Cena? Five, one and one. So it's not him. They're both uh, currently in WWE, but not on this card. Nah. We got Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston. Wow. The most matches at eight, followed in with seven from Reigns, Cena, Orton, and Ziggler. So Reigns will uh, tie that mark this year. There's been 25 title changes with the Universal title only being switched hands once, WWE title changing hands three times. So there you go. There's a little rundown on Extreme Rules for you. We'll He's get in Stat Man. Stat Man. We'll, we'll get into the, the card now. We're going to start off with a singles match, Liv Morgan and Carmella. Look, not much build-up to this one. Morgan took exception to Mella's most beautiful woman in the WWE gimmick. And then attempting to break her nose by sending her first face in the turnbuckle. Morgan vowing to make Carmella as hideous on the outside as she is on the inside. What do you think okay. of this one, Benny? Uh, Carmella's currently at $5, live at $1.11. Gamble responsibly. Uh, I don't know what to think of this. I, I kind of hope Liv does ruin her up and then she has to wear a Seamus-style face shield or something like that. That'll That's the gimmick. If it hadn't already been used by Seamus, then that'd be the gimmick I'd be going for. Um, could be a schmoz fest. They could get other people involved. I think Liv wins. Yeah. Um, do you think they could go with a bit of a Marsha Brady? Oh, my nose. Kind of kind of gimmick going around. But, yeah, I mean, the safe, the safe money is with Liv Morgan. You know, I had a sneaking suspicion she'd win money in the bank, but that didn't happen. And clear baby face, why not have a go over? Yeah, I agree. So then uh, we move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. We've got the Usos and the Street Profits. Another relatively new food that we, feud that we kind of predicted was coming. It's been a lot of confrontations and matches since the Profits helped Balor on the SmackDown after SummerSlam. They've had two matches, one where the Usos got disqualified and one where Rain stepped in and got the Usos disqualified. So they haven't really had a, a proper match that's gone all the way yet. Yeah. Uh, how do you, Usos are $1.22, Street Profits $3.75. I think it'll be a great match. But uh, this is the other thing we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Extreme Rules. It's Extreme Rules. Where, where are these Extreme Rules matches? 
So, so far, this is just a regular tag match as well. As, as far so, as we know, none of these matches are extreme rules matches. This That could change. No. Maybe on the night, they'll tell us they're all extreme rules. We've been told that a triple threat has no disqualification. No, no disqualification. Which, so which is news to sense. me. But, oh, really? Uh, yeah, no, I've always known that. But I, I think that's the only one that makes sense then. Yeah. Because, so ho- but, hopefully we get some gimmicks going in these matches. But at the moment, there really isn't any. To be fair, this match probably doesn't need a gimmick, though. Usos versus Street Profits should be a great match either way. Um, Usos will win, but it'll set up. This this rivalry will keep going on, um, and it, it'll be, yeah, it could be some good future matches going on here for these two. Yeah, I've, I've got the Usos, too. With the impending draft and the teasing of the feud between the Budline and the New Day, I don't see there's any way the Usos are going to lose the belt. No. We then move on to the United States Championship triple threat match. Damian Priest against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Um, Benny, if a rivalry is getting stale, why not just throw Jeff Hardy into the mix? Yeah, the person who was fighting for the 24-7 title on three rules yeah. ago. But it just it doesn't make any sense. That it does. I think, I think it's all the, the shit that Jeff Hardy got put on him. They have just turned around and the backlash. They've gone, okay, let's... Put him, put him in, in a US title match. Throw him up there. Like he had a match against Sheamus. He lost. But like, I mean, well, I don't know what, what they're thinking. But Priest will come, Priest will go over here. Priest is a dollar twenty. Sheamus five fifty. Hardy six fifty. Uh I, yeah. they could surprise us, but I, I think Priest will just Priest will win. I mean, I, I really wanted to say someone other than Priest. Not that I got anything against Priest, just to do something a bit different. I think uh, you know. I'm hoping there's at least one title change on this card, but uh, I will say this. I'm picking Priest, but if a ladder gets involved, I'm giving Hardy a chance. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's always a good uh, thing. Hopefully some tables come out, that kind of stuff, and and then we go from there. Yeah. Uh, we then move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. we got Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Obviously, the man took the title from Belair at SummerSlam with a, some underhanded tactics. Uh, big time Bex has been ducking her pretty much ever since, and Belair finally gets a rematch. Becky Lynch paying a dollar seven. So short, such short odds. Bel- Belair seven dollars. So you would think the smart money's on Becky. Could they pull one over on us? I, I, I think it'll be a great match as well. Yeah, they like they're both good athletes. It just depends how much Becky can actually do. Still, like she's still a bit still under the weather or green. I don't know. It's, well, I guess this will show us. I mean, we haven't really seen Becky in a, in a proper. She hasn't done much. No. Long, long match since she's been back. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I've, I've got Becky winning as well. I'm going to go where the smart money is. All right. I'm going to roll the dice and say Belair then just to, oh, get just that, to go one. We've got to go one different. They're all such short odds. You've got to go something different. Get that $7 smoky, Benny. I love it. I feel like Belair's proven herself with the belt. Um, she's still got a match with, uh, Sasha Banks looming, which doesn't need the belt, I don't think. We got the draft come up too, so who knows? But uh, yeah, I've got Becky. We then move on to the second women's championship match for the Raw Women's Championship: Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss. Now Flair won the title back at SummerSlam. Bliss decided to take an interest in her, and they actually cut a pretty good promo on the last episode of Raw. You know, Bliss's promos have kind of been a bit on the nose to me, to be honest. Uh, yeah. But Flair came out saying she wants the old Alexa Bliss, this new incarnation who plays with dolls is broken. The only reason she was ever champion was because Flair was on a different show. Uh, Bliss said that Flair's won the most titles, but she's also lost the most titles. And without a title, who is Charlotte Flair? 
Um, and it was a great moment. It was a great moment where the crowd uh, gave the customary Ric Flair woo. Flair loved it. Bliss said that it wasn't originally hers. Then Flair said, let's not talk about originality. Yeah, that's good. So that was pretty good. Um, and Bliss lastly saying she doesn't need to grasp at titles to stay relevant. Now, Flair's at $1.28, Bliss at $3.40. I'm going with the Smokey on this one, Benny. Yeah, okay. okay. I've, got, I've got Bliss winning this one. I'm going to go outside the box. Uh, I've, I feel like we've oh. got to have a title change at this pay-per-view somewhere, and this is where I'm picking it. Help Charlotte's amount of titles one, you know, when she wins it back, go up. And uh, and I have a sneaking suspicion Flair might be going to SmackDown. So you're going to say Flair's going to be a tr- transitional champ yet again, really? She hasn't had it long enough. So, I mean, that's another transitional belt. How can they even claim her reigns if they're not anything? <laughs> if they're a week I mean? or two. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, I, I understand that. I, I think it could be, as long as there's been no supernatural stuff and all that kind of stuff about this whole thing. Like there's been the whole doll stuff and that, but there's not over the top like supernatural stuff and all that kind of thing. So they can slowly start to move Alexa Bliss away from it a little bit. Yeah. As long as they don't try and do anything else supernaturally and that kind of thing, they can sort of wean her off onto it. She can sort of turn her character a little bit, I think. Uh, I don't think she'll win, but there's definitely like a place there to move on from this. Well, apparently, apparently Bliss's merch has just been selling, selling out, just going crazy. Yeah, selling these yeah Lily dolls and apparently yeah, I, mean, I heard rumors they were going to go with the Charlie doll. They're going to start producing that. So well, it makes sense. If kids will want both, yeah. So you can't play <laughs> with one if you haven't got both. So I mean, it, it'll just yeah, it'll, it'll sell through. But I think, as I said, I think there's a little turning point there where she might even be not as dark anymore. She'll just be yeah. like a girl playing with dolls or something like that. Yeah. And then you could see the Nikki A.S.H. go bad or something. I don't know. She could be a villain instead or. Yeah. You, so you got flair in this one, I'm guessing. Oh, I lost you. You're back. So you got back. flair. Yeah. Charlotte going over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then move on to the main event. I mean, there may be more matches added, but this is what we have as we speak right now. It's a yeah, pretty, well, pretty small card. I think it- no Big Elo, no Lay Lashley, no um, no RK Bro. Yeah. Like there's there's plenty of people missing off the card. So So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, so we've only got SmackDown left. That's the only time they could but I mean I they've never been afraid to set matches on Twitter. So I guess uh hopefully they'll they'll add to the card. But we get to the main event, Universal Championship match. We have Roman Reigns against the demon Finn Balor. Balor denied his match at SummerSlam when he finally did get his match. Yeah, he was beat down by the Usos beforehand. He then appeared uh, as the Demon. Now, last time we saw the Demon was 2019. Can you guess? Long. Can you guess who he faced? I've forgotten even the fact that he used to become the Demon. That's how long it's been. Um, Seth. He faced Andrade for the defending the IC title at Super Showdown. Wow, there you go. There you go. So we've got Reigns at a dollar eight, Balor at six fifty. Yeah, I'm not taking those odds. No, no. As we spoke about earlier, with uh, with we already got announced that he's going to be versing Brock at Crown Jewel. So I mean, or whatever. Yeah. I Plus, it also looks like they're building towards Reigns and Big E at Survivor Series too. So another that would, another make, re- yeah, that would make sense. Another reason for him to have the belt. So there you go. That's our preview. Well, the other thing could oh. be that Brock could come out and cost Balor the loss because he wants to fight Reigns. 
That's true. That's true. So like he's like, well, I'm go- I'm fighting you in like a crown jewel. So there you go. We we might hear a, uh, you know, Paul Heyman kind of being. Do you think Brock will be at Extreme Rules? And you know, a bit of Reigns asking if he's going to be there. So maybe we'll get that on SmackDown. But in any case, that is our preview for Extreme Rules. We're hoping there'll be some Extreme Rules and maybe Fingers some more. Crossed. Otherwise, it's, it's just a waste of pay-per-view. It, it'll be an interesting pay-per-view, at least. Uh, so we move on to the fun part. We're getting, into another, getting into another three-count draft. Now, in today's draft, we're going to be drafting members for a five-on-five Extreme Rules Hardcore Legends match with the aim of having the most hardcore team. As always, we'll put them up on the socials and you can tell us which team you think would win and also maybe who you think might have gotten snubbed. So pretty simple rules for this one. I get the first draft pick and you can only draft a wrestler once. Pretty simple. So. So he says. With the, the first who, pick. Yeah, the first pick. It's a tough one. I can tell. With the first pick, I will take the hardcore legend Mick Foley. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. And I feel like there's, because he's obviously your captain of your team. Yeah. Yes. I feel like there's only one person that can go against him as the other captain. And that's Terry Funk. Terry Funk. I love it. All right. Add the Funkster in for Benny. All right. Well, I think with my second pick, I'm going to go with one who is just synonymous with ECW, oh. Sabu. Yeah. I'm going with my second pick. Yeah. He was on my list next. So to counteract Sabu, I'm going to go with New Jack. New Jack was next on my list. Yeah. I, I think that's you, you can't go past those top four really when you think hardcore. No, no, that's uh, we're getting pretty hardcore already. I'll be interested to see what they bring out. Uh, for my third pick, I'm going to go with RVD. Yeah, I like it. Uh, oh, see, this is where I roll the dice here. I'm going to go with somebody who hasn't really won that many, but he's been in plenty of hardcore style matches and some good ones. I'm going to go with Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac. He was towards the bottom of my list, but you never know what's going to happen with, uh, with Shane in the ring. He puts on a good performance. And I don't he loves mind a, it. Loves a kendo mind. stick. Loves a kendo stick. All right. We're going to get really hardcore with this next one. I'm going to go with Deathmatch oh, Legend. Yeah. Nick Gage. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, right. All right. Well, my next one, I'm going to uh, quote the Raven, never more. Ooh, okay. Raven loves a hardcore match. He does. All right, sweet. Well, you left me with someone who I wanted to take. I was hoping was going to be on my team. I'm going to take the beer swilling Sandman as my fifth pick. Oh, he was, okay. All right, well. Even though he's in the news at the moment for not a good reason, I don't think you can leave him out. I'm going to go with Tommy Dreamer as my fifth man. Tommy Dreamer. Nice. I I purposely didn't pick him because of why he's in the news. But All right, know. I'll take him out. No, I'll take him out. No, no, you can have him. <laughs> no, nah, look, a bit of backlash. But, I mean, if you, you think, think hardcore, he's a hardcore legend of sorts. So That's right. That's, that's my fifth man. Did, did you have anyone who wasn't taken? Who else was on your list? Look, I had Triple H up there. He's been in a lot of hardcore matches. He knows how to have a hardcore match. And he's going um, to bring that, uh, that sledgehammer sledgy. with him. He's going to bring Sledgy with him. Um, who else did I have? 
Like I had Undertaker and Kane on my list, but I mean, I just sort of left them out. I thought I'd go for more generic. Yeah. And then and then some old school, real old school. I had somebody like Abdullah the Butcher on there, uh, Bruiser Brody, Dusty, those kind of people from back in the 80s, but uh, 70s and 80s, but I left them out. Nice. I, I had uh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Knowing that he, he's going to jump off a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, Steve Blackman. Yeah. I, yeah. It was funny, uh, you know, to, to research for this, I was going through all the people who've held the hardcore championship. Yeah, same. There's been a buttload of people who've held that championship. But he's held it like 22 times or something like that. Like- I, I think it used to be too, like the 24-7 championship. Because, you know, there's like, you know, when you look at Wikipedia and everyone who's held it, there's like 10 champions and they all earned it on the same date. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, it was. It was 20. Yeah, it was around the clock back then. So, I mean, but, uh, but I can't believe we've left out Crash Holly. I did think about Crash Holly with his uh, bringing the the weight, the, or, the, or, scales, yeah, the scales around, or Spike Dudley as well. We used to get involved back back then. The Dudley yeah. boys as well. They were hardcore legends. But I, I, I mean, think I think we got the good ones though, Benny. I think definitely. I think this. I think there's <laughs> going to be match. a lot of blood in this match. Yeah. And. Who knows what they'd pull out, you know, thumbtacks, chairs, tables, lights, uh, Raven. What Raven loves a shopping cart full of stuff. Full of everything. Yeah. So uh, my team, I have Mick Foley, Sabu, RVD, Nick Gage, and the Sandman. Benny has Terry Funk, New Jack, Shane O'Mac, Raven, and Tommy Dreamer. Well, I think you can claim, well, I don't know, maybe Nick Gage has. I was going to say with New Jack, you could maybe claim the only guy who's actually tried to kill someone. Kill a person, yeah. Well, yeah, Gage is pretty crazy as well. That, that match that he just had with uh, Cardona, he said he's still pulling pieces of glass out of his body five days later. So, I mean. He did almost kill David Arquette too, so. True, true. <laughs> we should have so, had him in there, damn. He can very, ref it. He can be the ref. Yeah, a very hardcore match we would have there. So. That's it for the three count podcast this week. We'll post the draft results uh, to the socials and you can let us know what you think. We're back next week to review what happens at extreme rules. If indeed anything does happen. And uh, I'm just joking. We will be back. And uh, and we'll have some AEW results as well. And we'll have some results from rampage uh, and, and we'll let you know what's going on there and look at everything else that's happening in the professional wrestling world. Make sure you hit us up on the socials at three count pod on Twitter and Facebook at three count podcast on Instagram or email us at threecountpod at outlook.com. Benny, once again, thank you for your time. Always a pleasure, Dill. Look forward to it. And enjoy Extreme Rules. Bang, bang. Bang.